to another episode of Unmasked. Um, where we're still trying to find the right schedule for this thing because obviously people, all my co-hosts have different schedules, so not everyone is available at the same time to record episodes. So we're still trying to get the hang of this, but we're we're still trying to be regular and give you guys the content that you want or you want to listen to. Um, today it's me and Toby that are here and I'm not sure um, Ayo is busy today and um, I'm not sure where my other co-host Demi is but I'll touch touch touch. I'll be in touch with her after afterwards (laughs) but um, welcome if you've been listening since we started we thank you we appreciate you and we love you and um, so today's topic um, it's actually something I wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago, but obviously, um, I went away and a couple of other things come up, came up. So, um, um, it's something that it's it seems this year a lot of people have been focusing on, and it's around church, churches, and church hurts, like how churches, um, how people deal with being hurt by a church, how, um how the um new yeah like how we deal with church hurts like what do you do do you leave the church do you keep going do you completely stop going to church you stop believing in god because of that and also how easy also i just wanted us to touch on the spark nation a bit as well so just a few things to discuss between me and toby and i'm sure he has a lot of a lot of they're say. not ready for me today so like i'm just trying to like <laughs> you're trying to gather your thoughts i'm trying to gather my thoughts because i don't feel like they're ready because when, when when i start <laughs> i don't think because obviously they already blocked me off as well like last week so. oh who's blocked no, you Spark nation <laughs> oh they blocked yeah. you <laughs> i think they blocked quite a few people last um last couple of weeks because every time i go and I haven't well, I don't really interact with anyone on there, mm-hmm. but um yeah. I, I I can't remember what happened last year. I think oh yeah, there was a bit of expo about them. Yeah. Um, so just asking yeah. kids about opening up loans and things like that. And yeah, it's been a very messy the church as a whole has been very messy. Messy. Um but Anyway, before we dive into Spark Nation, mm-hmm. oh, quick question: Have you ever gone through? Have you had church, a church hurt you? Um, yeah, a church has hurt me. Also, this was like five. Would I say five years ago? Yeah, five years ago when I got saved. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so it's just okay. How I found a church because I went to university like in two thousand and thirteen. Also, mm-hmm. then obviously I was a newly Christian trying to be hunger for God as well. So I came across this church in my university. So the same, you know, yeah. the same good and everything, the same like, uh, uh, um, you know, they're looking to help our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a cover up. Oh. That was just a cover up because they expected university students to give up their loans to help the church. Um, everything was about financial prosperity in that church 
everything oh. was about you know sacrifice for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. when i mean mm-hmm. sacrifice for the wrong reasons that we expect students to you know skip their exams what? skip their exams to come to church and if you miss church to do your coursework it was a problem for them they feel like you're not worshiping god enough that you're not like manipulation exactly so it just from and obviously they used to now like it, there was a lot of emotional emotional abuse going on in yeah. that church and especially from the leaders as well like i'm thinking this like later you know them ones like you not think like okay maybe it's just normal then later on i just mm. felt like this is not normal before for for a pastor to be calling you you know you're, you're a devil for not bringing people to church you're entering the church program like it's just a lot of stuff uh, wow. this is like this is why i expressed and this is why i went through as well that when i left the church like the pastor actually made a lot of statements to me how long did it take you to leave the church like it took me like eight nine months to leave that church how come it took you so long or when sorry it's like i'm interviewing no. <laughs> like how come it took you i wouldn't say it took you so long but yeah how come it took you so long? Um, i'll say i was scared as well it's just mm. like it's the it's the, is what is the thoughts that put in my head as well that if you leave this church god is not going to you know bless you or god is not going to mm. um so they were using the scare tactics to keep people in in, yeah. in church it's, this is my problem because as youths our minds are very we're still very malleable like um the words people speak to our lives the way people treat us affects us mm-hmm. a lot and obviously like you said you were scared so they were using scare tactics to keep people in and the emotional abuse like dealing with emotional abuse from a church is a different kind of is a really it's a it's a trauma that you don't really want to go through because a church is a place where you find healing where you find restoration like community build obviously you find all these things in god but you find fellowship you find you should find community and love and like this is not what christ died for Mm-hmm. you get and it's it's it, it, when a church hurts you it takes you it, it, it yeah it's it's a different kind of hurt to because it's like you expect it better yeah. you you and and because you kind of start hate not hating on god but because it's like these are representative of god on earth mm-hmm. and it's like why would God allow these people to treat you the way they treat you? And it's like, is this what 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 the love of God means? Like all these questions will probably go through your head. How, what was your thought process? Um, my thought process is like I, th- it w- I thought it was me. Like everything, like is what they put in my head, and I just started blaming myself, and I started, you know thinking god is going to punish me because i'm not doing enough work for him and everything mm. that was the thoughts that came into my head at the same time and it's just before i left before i um, when i left and everything 
because one, this is important because I'm going to say everything details to details because I want to tell people like, obviously, you know, things, this is, this is the kind of things like we, people experience as well. So when I left here, the guy, um, the past, the so-called pastor called me and everything. So he was telling me, well, why didn't I come to church? That what kind of Judas behavior am I doing? Like, wow. You know, what do I think I have? Like, if I don't tell him why I'm leaving the church, something is going to happen to me within now. What? Five years, starting with my health. Like, starting with my health. What? This is me being, this was me being scared that period of time as well. Like, and obviously I was, I'm shocked. <laughs> like, something was going to happen to me in five years if I don't tell him what's going on. Like, if I'd like my life that I should bring myself to church that day as well a man of god told a man of god told me that and this is not me lying and everything because you know i didn't the god god and i don't say god would judge me for lying because this is me saying it from details to details as well and obviously a lot of people that i've Mm -hmm. told were surprised at the same time and this was me going to going to church with my uncle being scared that day as well like i was quiet the whole journey like, throughout my uncle's car, like, I was just so scared. I was just so terrified about my life as well, because I was thinking something's going to happen to me now. Um, that Sunday and tomorrow, um, that next following day as well. Like, I was literally scared of my life. I didn't want to leave the house, or I didn't want to go anywhere, anything at all. Then, obviously, like, I didn't want to tell my sisters what was going on. At the mm. same time, because I knew them then was, like, if I told them what was going on, they would have popped off at the same time so i just you know that i don't know by it's just by the grace of god like it, my sisters just you know took me out of that comfort zone basically and just talked to me that period of time that you know, we understand what you're trying to do but you shouldn't let people make um take your like living your basically stop you from living stop your life. you from living your life yeah so it's just so weird how a pastor can say that someone that you look up to, someone that you like, you know, you call them. It's funny how people of that hold certain position can um, misuse their power mm-hmm. sometimes, and that's what you get a lot from churches with all the crazy things that's been happening this year with churches, even around the world. Um, like obviously with the case of Nigeria, with um, with the case of rape with um, Kozara. Um, it's just it's crazy I feel like God is cleaning out the church with all these things coming out and it's time we start talking about things a lot more and not sweep things on, under the carpet there's a lot of emotional abuse going on in the church, there's a lot of physical abuse going on in the church, there's a lot of um, of um, sexual abuse going on in church and that shouldn't, all of this should not be happening in the church but people are too afraid to speak out or things are being swept under the rug and it's not being dealt with. And it's like, God is having enough. And it's like, nope, it's time for me to clean up the church because if people, it's affect, it's imagine all of this and you decided, or oh, I'm not going to go to church anymore, or I'm not going to, um, 
I'm not going to be a Christian anymore because this is my experience and I don't obviously you don't like it but this is me just giving up now because it's not worth it and God doesn't want that for us and obviously people said oh if you don't like a job and you quit is it that you stop going to you stop having that job or you just try somewhere else sometimes it's hard to go to another church because of your past experience Mm -hmm. It's hard to trust people just like that. I can understand people staying away from... Did you stay away from church for a bit? Or did you just find another church? Um, I found another church. But to be honest, I'm going to be honest with everyone because I'm not the kind of... I'm I'm a guy that obviously I like holding myself accountable for my actions as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I found a church. But at the same time, I was not as close with God as I was. Mm. Because I was frustrated with everything that was going on, basically. Also, like, in terms of, like, how my life was going, I was frustrated with that. So that led me into going back into, you know, like, into the world, basically. Like, doing, like, you know, I fall into depression that period of time as well. And I fall into, like, I fall into serious depressions. So Mm -hmm. I'll lock myself inside the room. Um, sometimes I will not, I'll go, to, I will not eat for days or when I eat, um, when I eat, I don't eat properly. Then obviously I end up, and then obviously back then my sisters, they always buy like ciders as well. Mm. So I'll end up drinking a lot of like side, canned ciders or so like inside for like days. And obviously my room was just, you know, totally like my room was just in a messed up state. That's how bad my mind was, or that's how frustrated I was as well. So, like, that period of time where I went to church, like, I wasn't taking God seriously. I was. And I was still going to church, but not taking it, taking my relationship with God seriously at the same time, because I felt like my life was not worth it to live for at the end. So... I'm glad you're you've gotten past that stage now. It's a dark period. It was a dark period for you, I can imagine. Yeah, it was a dark period. I I don't know, it's just like I remember it like it was this it was around this year, like it was really a, it was around this month actually that was it was really a dark period that I just wanted mm-hmm. to end it all. So wow. it's just Obviously, I was still doing things in the world. I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing because I was just trying to like cover out, cover up the wound, pain. the pain and the wound as well. Then obviously, I was projecting my, you know, problems onto to, onto people as well. And obviously, this was this period of time, and this is when I didn't even seek for therapy, or you know, like pastors knew inside what was going on at the same time, so they were trying to help in a way but the progress was still like i was okay in the period of time but you know i still went back anyway it took me like a long year to like um to heal properly i would say like literally took me between last year and this year to heal properly at the same time and did the did your new church how was the new church i would say well my new church i'm going to now no, that you went to after the the church. Um, um 
to be honest, it was okay, but I like looking at looking at it back now. I feel like there was a pastor that was there before because it was really, really caring. Like two, mm. like three pastors. Sorry, let me say three pastors were really caring. So it's just like one of them left. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what am I going to look up to now? Or what am I going to what am I going to talk to now? so then obviously god guided like another two pastors i can open up to at the same time and obviously he's always calling me son because obviously like i didn't have a dad figure i didn't have a father figure Mm -hmm. as well so he's always calling me son so it's always good to have that father figure as well that obviously can call you out which you know when you do something when you misbehave and even when i dropped out of uni as well it was because of him i went back to university Mm. as well because it just felt like you know what there's something greater about you so why don't you go back to university like i feel like he saw a lot of potential in me even though i didn't see it myself even though it took a long while for me to realize it as well um but he never still gave up on me even to when he went back to nigeria like last year he never still gave up on me and everything he was still supportive and encouraging so it's just things like that but now it just made me realize like i can be a better person like a better man because looking at how he brought brought up his daughter how he is in front of his wife like i just it just showed me like basically life beyond you know just going to church basically just living your life just you know being a man of yourself and holding yourself accountable and loving yourself and loving other people and sacrifice as well Mm. that's that's really good that is really really good um i'm just like thinking of people that are i've gone through what you've gone through or going through it right now and then it's just to show them that there is hope and it's not the case of you have to um you can take a break. I think you can take a break from church if you need to, to protect your mindset, to give you a peace. But I'll say don't completely stop going to church. You need you need the you need it. Mm-hmm. Like it says so in the Bible that we should not forsake the gatherings of our brothers. I can't remember the words exactly, but we should not forsake it. So we do need fellowship. We do need people around us we need community and that you get that from the church and i think um when it comes to picking it because if if, when if to be honest i struggled with picking a church when i went to university um obviously coming from home my mom just coming from nigeria here my mom just i just went to the same church my mom went to so i didn't really have a i really have a choice but i didn't really have a choice so that's where I've been all the time. And then when I got to uni, I realized, oh, now it's time for me to pick a church. And coming from from home, there was a bit of a dilemma with the church mm-hmm. that I was um I was trying to go into. And there was a bit of like issues there. But um I I now came to when I it came to me picking a church at uni, I wanted a drama free church. Like I didn't want any drama because a lot of churches seems to have drama and I was just I was like god I do not want to be part of any drama I just want a peaceful three years or four years whatever it would be and that and I think the first church I went to my friend invite a friend of mine invited me to it and 
yeah, it was I, it was all right, but I could sense it was going to be problem problematic. And I like when my spirit is not settled somewhere, I don't I don't force it. That's like me as well. I don't force it. And church, like the first few churches that I went to while I was in uni, my spirit was just not. My spirit was not settled. And I'll say this, I probably didn't have a regular church that I was going to till my final year. For two years, I didn't have a church I was going to. I was probably doing more online service. Mm. And then one or two, then go to maybe a church one few times. But honestly, really and truly, I probably didn't have a... Yeah, and that, my final year, is probably the last, what, six, seven months of me being at uni that I actually had a church church. And obviously then I couldn't really build the relationship that I needed to build, like establish myself and find my route within that church because I was leaving soon. So I take, I actually, I take going to church seriously to the fact that even like when I came back home, I did. I started going back to my church again, but then I stopped going mm. after some time because it was. I felt I needed a break. Not that anything was wrong or I am. I was. I was going through something. It was just a personal thing for me. I just felt I needed a break from church, and um, the break was. I think I took a lot. A break that was too long. Mm. And it, I had to get myself back into going to church again. Um, even yeah, this I think is this year that I, that I've been trying to go back into church. I haven't been consistently going to church, but trust me, it's a lot better than I was last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it none of this has to even for me. It's not even about church hurts, but I'm just saying if you need to take a break take a break but still don't don't leave god uh, don't leave god in a corner like just talk to god about it and if you feel like you need to even take a next step and leave your church to go to another church pray about it if you feel like you're spiritual like you're not getting what you need from your current church and you need to i say you need to upgrade (laughs) but not upgrade but you need to step and move in the direction you're you feel like you need do that like you're not tied no one is tied to one church but make sure that you're even when you don't don't do from one church like be changing churches every three months or every six months that's not good it doesn't help you in any way and you you don't build any relationship you don't build any community and in choosing churches is very very important it's something that you should pray about it's something that you should not just do Mm. like I, picking a church is very important because it's to do with your spiritual growth it's to do with the people that will shape you and so it it's not something you do just like that it's not something you do just like that it's it's yeah i just i'd say in picking a church is very important so yeah because um that's why i wrote like finding your own church like in my blog post as well because that was important to me last week when i wrote it because i feel like god was speaking to me that period of time when i wrote that blog about finding Mm -hmm. your own church and i feel like that's what's important 
in this period of time, finding a church where you can call a home of worship, where you can, you know, call like a second home as well. Like not just for Sundays, like someone you can count on when you're going through a lot. Like for mm. example, like, or if you're, if you're going through a lot of stuff, like um, let's say, let's say you're go- like, obviously your spiritual life is going down then someone can help you to see this one, just, you know, pray for you mm. at the side as well. So you, obviously you can open up to a lot of struggles, like if you're dealing with like sexual temptation or if you're dealing with finance problem, like a lot of problems you're dealing with, you can just open up to them re- without them, mm. you know, gossiping about you behind your back, basically. So I feel like that's important, like finding the right home church where, you know, you and your fa- you and your future family can grow in at the same time, and obviously, mm-hmm. and also not even grow in, like a church that can equip you for the world as well, yeah, and obviously for your purpose and your for your calling at the same time. Because I feel like a lot of yeah. people are called, but the Bible says many are called, few are chosen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't really accept the call because they feel like they're not, you know, equipped, equipped exactly. So I feel like in that season, like you just need to find the right church. And obviously, like you said, let me day, like pray to God to guide your step, direct your steps to the right place and the right environment as well. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And um, and I feel, because I feel like also with, obviously the churches that we have nowadays are very, the old generational church when I say old generational church like our parents churches and like they think times are changing the way people are doing things are changing and the youth might not definitely as I I keep saying the youth like people of our ages might not necessarily relate to some of the preaching or some of the things that are being said or how things are being said like we're very we're very different to our parents' age and our parents' generation in the way we do things and the way we process things. And, like, churches like Spark Nations realise that. Like, I... I, This is not even me trying to speak bad of Spark Nation or anything, but I feel like they they see... They see the youth as what what the youth need Mm -hmm. like if you think about it now most when i think about this i just think of how materialistic the church is yeah a very very materialistic which is something a lot of our generation are drawn to let's not lie and it's a lifestyle thing that people are drawn to it's actually the lifestyle thing and it's like, are you there for God? Are you there because you want to be, you want, you want to be rocking Louboutins and wearing designer bags? I don't understand. And I'm not saying the two are mutually exclusive. You trust me, I am still, I'll be singing my hallelujah and still be rocking my Louboutins. But my first priority is Jesus. Mm. And, but, it's like the way it's the way the young people have been manipulated into going to that church is what is getting to me like why are people so drawn to it it's not it's for me it's like it's not about the power of the holy spirit that is in the church it's more about the aesthetics the material like the material things that people see 
from them and like when I hear about or oh, they're asking young people to take out loans to for businesses that does not exist that do not exist and then to, I'm just like this is your mass you're literally my plate and also ordaining pe- young people that have not even that have not yet rooted themselves in Christ you're ordaining them to be pastors evangelists and deacons or whatever the case may be I'm like these people are not even old enough how long have they known God for you to be ordaining them mm-hmm. like that that for me is just and that's just a title like people get high on titles and yeah I'm sorry I could just it, yeah there's a lot of things that's just wrong yeah it's just because <laughs> I don't want to start here because I feel like for me I'm actually tired of talking about you know them because this obviously started the church side of like with good intentions mm-hmm. as well L- like let's agree the church died off for like a good intentions but i feel like later on down the years and months they got carried away they really really got carried away because i understand if you can call yourself a charity organization but don't call yourself a church where you are doing 419 and you're doing fraud <laughs> and where you know you're lowering young people I did of 18 and 19 to take out loans. What do they know about loans? What do they know about credit score? They don't know anything. You just you just convince them to take out loans. And for you to pay them back their money is a problem at the end. And I feel like that's just that's that's just wrong. And obviously the pastor was like, We don't ordain juju. And so I'm thinking, what are you talking about? You knew what the person's lifestyle was before you was it called before you delivered them and everything. So why, and this is the important things that I feel like I've seen leaders do as well, not just Park Nation leaders, like other leaders. Like if someone has opened to you about their past and what they've been through, and once they leave, don't open, don't use that against them because it took a while for them to open up to you about what they're going through and what they did as well. Mm-hmm. Also, and I feel like most of this Park Nation's like I don't even call them pastors, I'll call them um cult cult or because that's what they are right now. I'm not gonna lie. They should, they can come at me anytime because me, I don't care. So okay. I feel like obviously in and obviously with these young ones and everything, like a lot of young ones feels like they can open up to the older generations because they, they don't understand or the older generation don't want to be heard. Um they don't want to hear them basically. So I feel like, you know, these people, they're not like the young ones are not being pointed in the right direction. They don't know God for themselves as well. So they're having to rely on the man to tell them who is God and what to do. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. A pastor should tell you to, you know, study your Bible and know God for yourself and come back if any questions and everything. So, so, out. but I feel like Spark Nation is do as I told, tell you. And it's just when that recording came out, came out last week, and when that all those messages came out last week, I was just—I will say—I was surprised, but I was just shaking my it's head. Always them, it's always it's them, though. It's always them. <laughs> it's every time I'm like, "Are you the only one? Like, why is it only you?" And it's just like they're not even hiding it; they're actually embracing they're it. They're proud. They're actually very proud, and. I'm just like I, I, you know what? 
at the end of the day, we'll leave it to God to... The thing is, you cannot mock God. Mm-hmm. God will always reign supreme. You cannot mock him. And that's what I need people to, like, don't try to make a mockery of God because it's you that it's, it's going to hurt <laughs> at the end of the day. And people need to be careful, very, very careful, very, very careful. And even um, with ta- people naming themselves, um, calling, giving themselves titles. I'm just going back. Sorry, I'm going back to like the whole titles things, like calling them some pastors, as ordaining pastors at a certain age or whatever the case may be. You might have a calling upon your life, but it doesn't mean that you are at the time where your calling is activated yet. Exactly, because one of the things there I realized with, because obviously God, God placed the calling on my life. Mm. God placed the calling on your life. Like God placed the calling on my life, basically. So I thought, then you know, then was when there's a calling on your life, you say yes, like you jump quickly into it. Mm. Well, you don't realize, mm. like, obviously, God wants you to do a lot of things as well. In case of number one, healing, healing your past pains, like proper counseling and proper growing in the world as well. So, a lot of things that obviously you struggle with that you need to address now before you go into the not even mm. even pulpits. And I feel like people miss, like, people feel like, oh, when you're called, there's only pastors that you're being called. Like, it has to be an altar. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no, God can call you to anything. It's not just about ministerial calling. You don't need to be a pastor or evangelist. You can be anything. God can call you to anything. Yeah, God can call you to like or oh, bring a lot, like create an opportunity in a career, career world where you're giving people a mentorship program and pointing them to the right direction. As well, that can be a calling. A calling can be, you know. Equally can just be a podcast. <laughs> Basically, that's your that can be your calling. You speaking to the younger generation and you speaking to other people about let's say finance, ministry, um, movies, like a lot of stuff as well. That can be your calling. It doesn't really have to be, oh, I want to be at the altar so I can shine my Louis Vuitton. Like that's no. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. But hopefully people get that i just pray that god opens the eyes of opens our eyes i pray for the spirit of discernment upon everyone because people are moving mad these days mm-hmm. like people are really really moving mad and like it's like god what is going on and like people are not studying the bible for themselves or trying to understand it they're coming in a attacking way and you're like okay okay like even within christians it's sometimes difficult to have conversations within our within our own community because people are not taking the time to understand they just want to they just want to they want to be right yeah they want to be right and it's like okay but have you looked at it at this angle and it's like no this is the way and this is the only way and people turning their own doctrines their own personal convictions into doctrines like there's so much things going on and he's like whoa 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 everybody hold up like can we take a minute please like what are you what what is everyone doing like chill please like can we just go back to the cross for a second 
and just like thank God, like Jesus, I love you, and just you know, I'm just working through this life and not be so judgmental of each other or just like let's just go back to our to the love love of God when we first met Christ, please. And um I'm really grateful for like the new generation churches that are coming up, like um, Transformation Church. Mm. I gotta give a shout out to Pastor Mike Todd. Not like he listens to this, but <laughs> they will listen to but... us in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I'm, I thank God for the internet as well because there's a lot of things and resources that people can have, and even if you can't get yourself to a physical church yet, there's still opportunities for you to grow. Mm-hmm. And for you to listen to other people, I would say get get into a physical church. But if you can't, still tune into online churches. Um, Pastor Mike is very, I feel like he's very um, relatable with the way he preaches. Like he breaks things down. It's very simple preaching, but it's it's something that will stick in your brain, and it's very relatable. And it's what we need. I feel like he makes he makes the word of God very simple to digest. Yeah. And that is great for a lot of people because sometimes theology is not what you need. <laughs> and there's a lot of theology going on. Yeah, going on. And you're like, uh, uh, like, I don't need all of that. <laughs> I just need I just need to understand like okay, you can understand the basics of things and also as you grow in God, you your 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 thirst and your knowledge of him grows as well because you're going to be learning things for yourself and deep in deep 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 deeper like you want to know what certain latin words means the greek version of this and that that that's all cool but sometimes people just need the basics of the word of god first and yeah but i was don't i'll just say if you've ever been hurt by a church mm-hmm. or people in a church or i would say if you can either find someone within the church to talk to or if you can if you you're feeling led to leave the church find another church before but before you select another church pray about it and ask god to heal you from your previous hurt as well and um find someone you can trust to to help you through that process um and i'll just say never don't give up on church. Don't give up on God. God will never give up on you. <laughs> say, don't give up on God. And he will never give up on you. He's able. <laughs> He's able. I was trying to remember the song. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, I know this is probably a very short, well, I say short um, episode, but just wanted to try to touch on those aspects of church hurts and like picking a church and um things that's been going on within the church mm-hmm. as a whole that we see and we're trying to like whoa what's going on but yeah anything else you want to add toby um with churches because obviously churches like transformation church church i'll say that's a good church because it's so much relatable mm-hmm. because when the first i heard about transformation church when when they were talking about relationship goals 
Mm. Oh, yeah, that's what that's literally what took them. That's what that's what changed the game for them. Yeah, exactly, and I feel like that's so needed as well because everything I preached about in that relationship God is was is what this younger generation has got younger generation are going through as well, and what our current generation are actually going through. At the same time, we're still the generation. We're just millennials. We're just, exactly. So <laughs> what we're actually going through right now about relationship goals. And obviously, Crazy Faith as well is the most recent one. Mm, I need to catch up yeah. on that one to be honest. Me too. I need to catch up on that one as well because it's so much related, relatable. So it's just like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, God, what's going on? Like, what's, what's, what's going on? Why is everything so relatable nowadays? So it's just, it's so funny. I feel like God is just doing something this year at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most of these churches, like Spark Nations, um, other churches that obviously them like using young ones for their own agendas, like God is literally wiping them out to you know for the people for for His own children to, to be safe so they can be pointed in the right direction mm. at the end. And obviously, the question that I ask someone is like, okay, what happens if Spark Nations, Spark Nation, like go into you know? falls down like what's going to happen to the young ones are we going to leave them like that or what what's going to happen at the end so i feel like as much as we want to pray for spark nation's downfall but then again we need to pray. no one is praying for them not sorry let me let me <laughs> let me me redirect before people come for me now like you know a lot of people are saying like let this young one goes and let them know god for themselves let me put in that version so I feel like there needs to be a platform where when a lot of, when a lot, lot of young people leave, like there needs to be a platform where they're healed properly. Mm. And obviously they can find the right church. It cannot let we don't want them to remain in one church. We don't we want them to find the right church. So I feel like there needs to be a platform that, you know, these young ones are vulnerable, they can open up. We can teach them the proper word of God, like study Bible studies and everything. Not just oh, when the pastor says I should jump, let me just jump. Like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. You should be able to question, you know, the pastor, because God puts that pastor there as well. And obviously, God, you know. Yeah, if the pastor keeps you in touch, not my anointed, and do my prophet on arm to always shut you down on whenever you have ask questions mm-hmm. or you're always you're doing follow the leader. Mm-hmm. Please, that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's that that whole yeah. I'm very skeptical about churches like that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we need to stop pastors and stop having favorites. Like it's really annoying because God did not create you to have favorites. Also, mm-hmm. because you need to be open to a lot of people. Also, just because someone did not meet your needs doesn't mean you know. You can just push them on the side. Mm-hmm. so I feel like you know like I know like God is really shining lights in terms of like yeah. churches this year as well so he's definitely working mm-hmm. and he's working in people's lives as well and it's great to see that and um, yeah it's good but yeah um, let's come into the end of this episode as always um, you can follow us on Omas the pod on twitter and instagram drop us a comment and let us know what you think about today's episode 
um have you ever gone to church have you ever been hurt by a church what did you do how did you get through it um um what pastors are you listening to online what preachers are helping you or what online services do you turn into um let's help each other grow and i hope god keeps leading and guiding each of each of us in our steps and so we're not misled Mm -hmm. or misdirected in any way (laughs) amen Amen. all right till next week next week Peace out. It's <laughs> 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 Oh, God. <laughs>